Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, which is a better podcast app than whatever the hell you're using right now. <laughs> That's not what the um, ad yes says. Yes, it does. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the friggin' app store today. It's <laughs> good ad copy. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Reminders. I'm <laughs> When you have to remind your friends of stuff. Yes. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. <laughs> Why are you giggly? So I was giggly. I don't know if maybe, the, so I don't know if the theme song has played yet. It has. Okay, great. I was giggling before the theme song, but I'm laughing because, um, so as everyone knows, as we mentioned, Jen and I like to make a little, little notes before we record our episode. And the, the notes document is called no theme, bitch. I changed it. Now Did it says you? reminders. Oh, it still says no theme, bitch. Online. <laughs> Don't refresh. I won't. Uh, so, so we discovered <laughs> as we answered these questions that we just felt like answering and they didn't really, we didn't think they were related that Jen realized that they are all having to do with reminding your friends to do things. She recognized a pattern. You did it. I'm as smart as a monkey. <laughs> Jen. Jen. How, uh, <laughs> why are you? Today. I'm, am I? I'm I feel sorry. like you're making fun of I'm me sorry. so much. No, I'm showing I, my affection and I'm getting a little excited about honestly, it. Honestly, I'm a little delighted by it. I feel like you're so you're am I flirting. No, I wasn't going to say you're flirting. I was going to say something quite opposite. But oh. uh, I feel like I feel like you're like my older sister who's like uh, just like razzing me. That is so cute. And I'm like, oh, Jen, I've you're never, so much cooler than I've me. I've never been an older sister. <laughs> I haven't either. And in this room, you're definitely not the older sister. No. I'm definitely the baby boy that you rock and cradle and burp. It's not true, though. Like, so Jen is half a decade younger than me. Wow. When you put it like that, it sounds really intense. It actually is really intense. Jen, when I was a teenager, you were 10. Oh, my God. You could have killed me. I could have killed (laughs) you. would have been very easy to take out. Good thing you didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And here we are today. And I know I've said this before, and maybe not. I haven't said this on the podcast, but Jen is essentially a time lord. Like, <laughs> like she's had many, many faces, many names over the course of her thousands of years I've alive. Seen many moons. <laughs> you have the things I've seen on this earth. You are very much an old soul, which is what my mom used to say about people who are just like smart. Like you're very oh, wise. It's thank true. Thank you. It's true. Um, but I'm also. So an idiot. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you weren't at least kind of an idiot, we couldn't do this podcast because That's true. we wouldn't be able to empathize with the idiots that write it. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. No, we're all dumb here. All right. Should we? Should we? Yeah, I guess. I sent an internet friend a birthday present. I've never met them in real life, but I support them on Patreon and think they're great. I ordered the present from their Amazon wish list. Amazon says the gift was delivered, but I never heard from my friend about the present. Can I ask if they received it? I'm not fishing for compliments or gratitude, but if they never got it, I'd like to know. Or does asking questions make the act of giving the gift about me instead of about them? I love a simple question. Me too. Yeah. No, you could totally ask. Yeah, I would ask. Yeah. And you don't even have to be like, oh, did you get the gift? Because like sometimes I can read like, oh, did you see my email? Like obviously they did. Oh my God, I hate that. It's an internet mail. Did I see your email? Yeah. And I didn't answer and I don't want to talk about it. 
But so, okay, well, sidebar though. Oh, God. Uh, I actually have an email that's gone five days uh, not responded to just because uh, I opened it when I was like nappy and then I like forgot. That happens too. Oh, yeah. Or you're not in the right the headspace to answer it. Right. Because the question isn't, did you get my email? Did you get the gift? It was just like, oh, hey, just letting you know I sent you an email or just letting you know I sent you a gift. Did like, I just want to make sure it was received or whatever. I think the gift thing is way better than the email ask. A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I even take back my simile because it's very, <laughs> it's not the same. I, it's just hard because I hate email so much and I get so much of it. Yeah. Actually, that's the only prop- appropriate way to contact me ever. <laughs> yeah, me too. Which yeah, is funny because I hate it. I hate it too. Don't get me wrong. I wish I never got it. Yeah. But I only want people to contact me. You know what it is. We don't want people to talk to us. I think that's what it I is. I think that's the solution here. <laughs> I was at the ACLU luncheon, which was cool, by the way. And I was not there as a fancy guest. I was there as like a... A bud. A, it was there as a bud. And I met someone that I've met before. And they used the dreaded phrase like, oh, I sent you an email recently. Mm. And I was like, oh, no. And my immediate response was, I've probably disappointed you. <laughs> oh, that's such a good response. I'm so sorry. I'm sure I owe something to you. Like we're all like Jen and I are laughing about this, but we definitely feel genuine shame about our inability to respond to emails in a timely fashion. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. But I feel like everybody kind of has. That, yeah. Except for re- people who like have it together. Good for them. Like the person who emailed me five days ago. Sorry, sorry, Adriel. (laughs) (laughs) You're really cool, Adriel, and I want to email you back. Anyway, um, Jen, you want to take the lead because I feel like you understand this better than I do even. I would just want to know that the gift was received. Like even if Amazon said it was delivered, what if like your friend's roommate picked it up and hid it somewhere accidentally? Just from like a basic customer service perspective, like it's important to know. I mean, you spent money. So I would just say something like, hey, I sent you something off your wish list and I want to make sure it was delivered. Yeah, like, because it's the mail. It's the mail. Do you remember when my brother ate all of the vegetables that were delivered to somebody (laughs) else in my building? (laughs) Like, you know, if you sent this person vegetables, then like perhaps my brother ate them. You never know. Right. For all the people who have received gifts... When somebody asks you if you've received the present and like, it's not like a, oh shit, you should have written me a thank you note, you jerk. Right. You know, it's more like, did did you get it? Yeah. Did you get it? It's also okay, deep in your brain and your heart that you want a little acknowledgement for the gift. I, I totally think you agree. totally do. You're not fishing for compliments, no. but you also want some acknowledgement and that's okay. You like, didn't, you just want to thank you. You did. It's not even just that you did a nice thing. It's not like you donated $50 to the cat shelter and you want somebody to pat you on the back for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's you totally. got your friend a present. And like and part of like celebrating birthdays is an acknowledgement, I think, for both parties. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're 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 fine. You seem very nice. Yeah, I agree. Especially. Oh, man. You know what? Getting somebody a gift off of an Amazon wish list, the fact that that the friend put out, hey, this is the the best way to help me out and celebrate my birthday. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I'm going to take this appropriate method that they listed publicly. That's perfect. Yeah, you didn't get something off the registry. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You didn't get them a birdhouse or whatever. You didn't send them an edible arrangement. Those are cool. <laughs> I know. I, I I almost choked when I was saying that because I was like, I love fresh fruit. I have been trying so hard to let my partner 
let me send him an edible arrangement to his office so that you can eat it. So, no, I wanted I want to send an edible arrangement to his office because it's funny. It is kind of funny. Oh man, and he would be so embarrassed and he won't let me do it. So every year I literally have a calendar invite that recurs every September. I don't know why I pick September. It says, ask John if this is the year I can get him an edible arrangement. <laughs> and every year <laughs> so, Oh my God. Does, do you remember when I was uh, dropping hits, hints to Pat Rothfuss for like months to send me an edible arrangement for no reason just to see if it would work? Uh, that is amazing. I don't know why. I don't remember that. I was just like, I, it was... <laughs> It was. <laughs> hey, if anyone wanted to, I don't know, Pat, did you want to send me? So this is what happened. Our friend Pat was sent a million baby chickens by our friend Max one day. And do you remember Baby that? chickens did get sent to <laughs> Pat Rothis by, by Max. Max. Yes. Uh, and since then, I was just like, oh, if they're randomly sending each other stuff, I'm going to see what I can do here. <laughs> see what you can get out of it yeah like why not I don't know what what the deal was but Pat like needed my help on something because just and he helped us out with our our postcards Mm -hmm. it's a very mutual friendship like it's not weird Uh, so I was just like maybe I can get him to send me an edible arrangement amazing so I was just like so every time he'd like said something I'd be like what about mail mailing me fruit yeah I have an idea what if you sent me an edible (laughs) I can't even get through that with a laughing because it's really really funny oh my god um next question let's do the next one great this one's actually serious so hold on let's let's take a moment this one's a very deep good worthy question yes and so was the first one. It was just like easy. Like, okay, you're doing fine. This one is more complex. Right. And this person also doing fine. All right. Dear Jen and Trin, I could really use some help setting my boundaries in this new friendship. I moved to a new city and I have been navigating a few new friendships and I've been getting close to one friend in particular. Here's where the problem lies. This friend is a very touchy person. It's part of how she communicates and how she shows affection. I, on the other hand, do not like being touched. It's more than just dislike, actually. I have PTSD from what amounts to a metric fuckton of trauma, and being touched is one of my triggers. I can't control it, and I don't even want to be touched by my own mother sometimes. I have expressed my discomfort with touch to my new friend, but I don't think I did it very well. I have a tendency to downplay because I don't want to get into why I don't like being touched. I stuff down my instinct to speak sharply or loudly when someone touches me because I'm afraid of killing the mood or pushing them away forever. I do see her making an effort and catching herself before touching me most of the time, but she also pushes the boundary and still touches me sometimes, even right after catching herself. The other night, she rubbed my back in such a way that I was sent into one of the worst flashbacks I've had in a long time. I feel the need to emphasize that I really, really like this person. I feel connected to her and she has shown me in a lot of different ways, too many to list, that she cares about me as well. This touching thing seems to be a stumbling block, though, and I could really use some help expressing myself firmly. I would even be okay with telling her that I have PTSD. That's how safe I normally feel around her. But I don't want to make it sound like I'm blaming her for triggering me. I don't want her to feel guilty about something that neither of us can control, but I also want her to respect this boundary and to see that it's not a joke or a quirk, but something that legitimately causes me harm. Do you have any advice or scripts that might help me with this tough conversation? Pronouns, they, them. P.S. I realize these are probably good questions for a therapist, too. I'm working on finding a new therapist in this city. What a fantastic topic. Yes. Wow. I'm so glad you wrote to us. And thank you for giving us all that really important detail. 
I also love that you anticipated us being like, maybe you want to talk to a therapist. Because <laughs> uh, that would be one of the things we would say. And you're working on it. So yeah. high five. And you are totally right that these are great questions for a therapist. And I definitely think you should re-ask these questions when you have a therapist, just because they're going to be able to offer you advice that is more personal and more in depth that we can give you. But in the meantime, we have some suggestions that you can use, not use based on how comfortable you feel. Again, we totally think you should defer to your eventual therapist, but here's some like stuff to hold you over for now. I think you should do one more, maybe one last sit down conversation with this friend, because you said that you said something about this. You're not confident that you were heard or that you expressed it exactly like you wanted to, but you did get some change behavior from the friend, right? That is a really important piece of this. The friend did hear you enough to start to catch yourself, but not enough. Not enough. The change behavior was not but enough. I like what you said about this being the last conversation, because I think that that is that has to, it has to be the last one. I mean, we this episode is themed reminders, but you shouldn't have to be reminding your friend of this all the fucking time. Right. This is something that's very different from my friends forget that I'm a vegetarian and they bite me to like the rib house or whatever. That is something that you probably have to remind people of. Yep. But if it's I don't like to be touched and I've sat down with you to talk about this. We expect a certain amount of emotional intelligence from our friends. I would hope that your friend would interpret this conversation as, oh, wow, this is important to them because they're talking about it at all. And maybe they're not using the firmest language, but I should listen. Right. Because if it's important to you, it should be important to your friends. Right. So giving it one more go of like, hey, this is super important to me, I think is um, a good You're giving her the benefit of the doubt and you don't have to. But the fact that you are, okay, cool, let's freaking do this. Let's do this conversation. Yeah. And I also think there are many ways you can use your tone of voice for this. I'm really glad you included that you really love this friend. Yeah. Because that gives us a lot of important information. You you said there's a lot of redeeming qualities about this friend. And we're going to take your we're going to take you seriously on that, which means you probably want to approach this with patience. But again, you don't have to. Trin and I will never tell you to be patient with someone who is making you uncomfortable and hurting you. So before we even get into the conversation and the, t- the pointers we want to give you for that, you said a couple of things that are j- not worrying to me, but it's just kind of like, OK, maybe back it up. So you said, um, I don't want her to feel guilty about something neither of us can control. Incorrect. You can't control whether or not you are triggered by her touching you. She absolutely can control whether or not she touches you. And I I totally get it. You are right that some people are naturally more affectionate than others. One thing I like to say is I'm naturally more slappy than other people, but I don't go around backhanding everybody who crosses me. (laughs) You know? Right, 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 right. Some people are raised in households that hug. Some people are not. Some people swear all the time, like me and Jen. But when we're around children, maybe we'll drop like, you know, a dang or a heck or even a damn or a crap. Whoa. But we're not dropping F-bombs left and right. And the back rub, that's an F-bomb. Okay. Yeah, that is that is an F-bomb. That's exactly right. That is a boundary crossed very clearly. Yeah. Like uh, touching you on the shoulder or something like that or like tapping you for attention. That's a darn or a heck. Uh, But she is still dropping F-bombs and she can control that. So I'm not saying stop liking your friend, but I am saying please do not keep giving her excuses. I agree. You don't like, please try to keep yourself from justifying their behavior. You don't need to keep justifying their behavior. Yeah. And having an misunderstanding about how 
consent is required in physical touch is a major character flaw. Consent is required every time. And especially for somebody who has reached out to you and said, I'm not comfortable with you touching me. I don't know. That just makes me mad. Yeah, it, it upsets me. Everyone has physical and emotional boundaries of some kind. Or maybe your boundary is, I don't have any boundaries in this area, but in this area, I'm really sensitive. Yeah. And we're not really taught to enforce them. We're not really taught to respect them. And it's a damn shame, really, that you have to like parent yourself when you're older and teach your friends what's what you're okay with and what you're not. So, you know, I wrote some notes like maybe this is the first time your friend is hearing this, but actually it's not. You told us you've talked to your friend before about this. And it's hard for me to believe that you're the only person who has expressed discomfort with how much she touches people. Right. I mean, there's lots of people that aren't comfortable with that. Right, right. Yeah. And for not- a whole spectrum of reasons. Like, personally, uh, this is more mild than what the asker was giving, a more mild example than what the, the asker was giving. But um, I don't like being hugged because at conventions, nerd conventions that I've been to and men- many of them in the last like five years or so, I don't want to press my chest up against a man I don't know. No. I don't, I don't want to. And then there's also the whole component of you're germy. Yeah. <laughs> at a convention. I don't want to get sick. I'm working. And it's also like once you hug one person, then everybody who saw that hug thinks you hug. Oh, everyone thinks you're a hugger. Right. It's and contagious. It's like, no, I just want to hug Jen that person. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and also we're not saying that your friend is a bad person also. Like even though we're having discussions about how consent is required, usually when we talk about those things, we're saying, oh, that person is bad. That person who keeps on crossing boundaries is bad, 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 bad. But it seems as though... It's not that she's terrible. It's that she's making a very bad mistake over and over again. Yeah. And it's time to it's time to see some some apologies yeah. and some change behavior. So let's talk about the conversation. Yeah. And then we'll talk about consequences for if this doesn't work. Um, okay, so let's have the sit-down conversation. Uh, Jen, you know that I hate being touched. Uh, do you want to be the toucher in this conversation? Almost never, but yes. <laughs> Just in this situation. Okay, yeah. Uh, So, Jen, hello. Welcome to my lovely home. Can I pour you a glass of wine? I don't know. That's not how you should start this. Yeah, of course. Okay, so now we're drinking drinking wine out of the bottle, just passing it back and forth. Um, Hey, I know we've talked about this before, uh, but I don't think I did a really good job explaining myself and how important this is to me. Just so you know, uh, it's not just that I don't like being touched. It's that it's like it's bad for me mentally. And I need you to do a little bit better of a job not touching me. And by that, I mean, I need you to be way more vigilant. Is it me? It's not. Am I gross? No. I mean, like, here's the thing. I know you care about me. Like, you've been a very good friend to me. And like, and here are five different ways that I know that you love me. And here's just one more way you can show me that you love me is make me feel comfortable and happy to be around you. And one of those things is no more back rubs. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just I'm such an affectionate person. I know that you are. And uh, I and I I know that you're not going to change overnight, you know, like tapping me on the shoulder or whatever. Like that's that's one thing. Uh, and those are things I can absolutely forgive. Um, but if if you rub me again, like I, I really need you to not. Wow, this is blowing my mind. I'm I've sure never heard anyone <laughs> ever tell me this. Uh, and a lot of people really like affection. And like I again, I know that this is going to be a change for you, but it's an extremely necessary change. Okay, I'll work on it. Thanks, babe. <laughs> High five. High five. <laughs> 
I felt myself as I talked to Jen softening my language. But if you notice, I hardened it after I caught myself every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and uh, I was almost going to say, Jen, let's do that again so I can like do it again and like be firmer in my language. Uh, But let's be realistic about how this is actually going to go. Oh, Trin, that's such a good point. It might not go it's not going to be easy. No. You're going to waffle a little bit. I love the word waffle. You're going to waffle a little bit because you're a human being and you're not going to want to make your friend feel bad, but your friend shouldn't want to make you feel bad either. Right. And and again, as as you noticed, I I would said like, oh, can you change a little bit? Oh, actually, I need you to be a lot more vigilant. Like catch yourself in the moment and make yourself clear. It's okay to, if you feel like you're giving mixed messages, just stop and say, you know what? I'm noticing myself softening what I'm saying, but the truth is this is actually really important to me. And if you could help me like reinterpret the uh, the gentle Instagram filter I've been putting on this, you know? Oh, Trin, that is so smart. I love what you're saying. That is so true. Because you're going to want to do that. Your instincts are going to tell you want to do that. I know. And it's part of you not wanting to hurt them because you love them so much. Yep. 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 And you can even say that is that, hey, the last time we talked about this, I was really soft in my language because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But I know that it's important for you to make me feel comfortable. So I'm going to be more clear this time. I love that. I think that's so good. That's that is like level 400 meta thinking, which is really good. Yeah, I'm very impressed. Good job, Professor Trin. Thanks. I'm doing my best. I've had this conversation before and I had a friend who after we had this conversation, she would like touch me and then be like, oh, well, you don't like being touched. And I had to say like, hey, this is actually a big deal for me. And when you say things like that, it just it makes me feel like I'm weird. And, you know, I'm not weird. Like this isn't a weird thing to not want to be touched. The asker said this is not a joke or a quirk. Right. Love that. My huggy thing is more of a quirk. This is not a quirk. Yeah. And use those words, dude. Yeah. The language you used to us really helped us understand you. You're a good communicator. Yeah, you really are. And maybe you're a better communicator with words than like written words than you are with spoken words. If you want to send an email, I think it should be accompanied by a conversation. But if it's easier for you to say at the beginning of this email, hey, I'm sorry that I'm broaching this really sensitive topic via email, but it's so much easier for me to express myself and how important this is to me. It's a little bit shakier ground than talking in real life. But if ultimately the only and best way that you can express yourself is through words, written word, then I would say do it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would at least take some notes and write a little bit before I talked in person. Yes. Just like your bullet points. What is your messaging and what don't you want to stray from? Because Trina, as you said, you're going to stray a little bit because you're going to be looking at your friend and you're going to be like, man, I love this person and I see the sadness in their face and I, I don't want them to feel sad. They should feel a little bad. They should feel maybe very bad. Yeah. Like I, I I was just thinking about bad feelings the other day and how um, some bad feelings are necessary. They're productive. Yeah. Like her feeling guilt over breaching your boundary after you so politely made the boundary clear. She should feel bad about that. That is a correct feeling. Yeah. No one likes bad feelings, but everyone's going to experience bad feelings. <laughs> like the best case scenario is that she comes out of this conversation feeling a little bad. Truly. Yeah. Truly, she should feel a little bad. If she's coming out of this conversation like LOL, then, bad. then that is a that very sucks. huge red flag. <laughs> we should talk about that. Like, let's talk about what if this person does continue to be touchy after you've had two heartfelt right. conversations about it? If they continue to be touchy, they have a bigger problem than I think you're aware of. 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I couldn't set a better trend. Like, I think that's that's an indication that they are making their priorities more important than yours. And in this case, yours are way more important. They just are. Another thing that could happen is um, she might start touching you and then be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Like, like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like she touched a hot stove or something. Totally. Right. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, God. I hope not. And to that, you can say, no big deal. Moving right along. Make very clear that the correct response to her eventually messing up, which she will either way, she'll mess up every now and again, is whoops, I'm sorry. Again, moving, moving along. Yep. We're not dwelling. Yep. We're, gonna We're not going. dwelling. You're going to reward the good behavior of her apologizing and then you're going to move the fuck on. Yes. Not going to reward it too much. Just a little, little cookie crumb. So good. consequences. In the future, she might need consequences for her actions. Yep. I, ju- I already talked about Max on this podcast today. I'm going to do it again. Do it. I think this is great. Max keeps a rubber band on his wrist so that every time he misgenders um, somebody very close to him, he will slap himself with the rubber band. I love that. It's perfect because it's like now I have it's it's a lot like, you know how I always mention the way I remember people's names is to imagine them making out with somebody else who has their same first name. Yep. So it's like now you have this extreme emotion in your head connected to this and you're way more likely to remember it. Yeah, I think there's some humor to that, but it also says I'm taking this seriously. Oh my God, what if you went into the conversation with a rubber band and well, I mean, don't really do this, but and and you wrote on the rubber band, no touchy. And you're like, this is the no touchy rubber band. Can you please wear this? Wear this every time we hang out. And then when you touch me, you slap yourself. Or a jar a to jar. put a quarter in. I love I love the money jar situation. I know. You've done it before with uh, Alex and Tom. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. Because <laughs> this is so what happened was I walked past your desk one day and there was a jar that said it was labeled and the jar said money that will go directly toward eating meat. So and I was like, this is probably a punishment jar. <laughs> it was. So we had so it was a, it was a, a, a note because we ended up doing it on Venmo because who carries cash? And <laughs> and uh, it said uh uh, it was like hot dog dollars because uh, every time I put off answering an email more than like 12 or 24 hours, but weekends obviously didn't count, I would mark a, a markdown. And uh, at the end of the month, I would give them all that money and then they would buy hot dogs with it because I'm a vegan and I, I really don't want them to do that. And and I knew that if I, it was just a give a dollar to Alex and Tom, it would be like, I would just, yeah. I would just do it. Here's your weed money, I'd be kids. Like, That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did not want them to buy hot dogs. Uh, I think I gave them $7 of hot dogs that month. <laughs> yeah. This is a wonderful solution. It was very effective. And it's creative. But uh, it was effective for while we did it. And then it did not stick at all. It did not become a habit. Temporary solution. It was oh, it was good for four weeks. And you're looking for a long-term solution here, Asker. And the rubber band, I think, is super good. Yeah. I mean, all this to say is if if they continue to behave in this way that harms you, because it is harmful to you after you have explicitly told them not to, that is not all right. Yeah. I think that if nothing else from this, if none of, if you don't do anything on this list, at the very least, please internalize that she's doing you real harm. She is your friend and she's doing you harm. Not everybody who hurts you is going to be this big monster that has no redeeming qualities. They are very more likely, often, going to be somebody who is dear to you. And sometimes it's not worth it to keep that person who is dear to you in your life that keeps hurting you over and over again, because ultimately that's an expression of not caring about you. Boom. All right. I actually, I have high hopes for this. I think that the rubber band thing is going to go over pretty well. Me too. 
the asker told us many times that there's a depth and a connection. And I think that's going to be a good thing here. I agree. I think that appealing to, I know that you love me, here's one really good and important and necessary way for you to show that. I think that that'll work out pretty well. All right. So we got one more like lighter question. We kind of like sandwiched. Yeah. It's like bread, meatball sub, bread. And the meatball sub was the really important question. Now we're on to the bread. I like that you're putting an entire meatball sub into my belly. Between two pieces of bread. Beautiful. Would you like to read the (laughs) last? very messy situation. (laughs) Yes, I would like to read it. Okay. I I was just, I'm sorry. So uh, this is where my, my, my brain went. Yes. Meatball sub, sloppy Joe, sloppy Jen. If there were, it, I feel like you invented the sloppy gen, which is the entire meatball sub between two pieces of One bread. One of the reasons why I like my name is because it can really slip easily into other words. Mm-hmm. Like there's this thing on ESPN that I happened across called Web Gems. And it's where every, John, my partner explained it to me because he like understands sports. And I only like sports when like flashy things happen in them. And Web Gems are on ESPN. They'll show like the top 10 coolest things that, coolest catches or hits that have happened in baseball. And you know, they're now called Web Gems. They, they, uh, whenever you said it, I heard Jen. Yeah, Web Gems. A thousand percent. Sloppy Gems. Let's be on the weekends. Okay, okay. Next one. Fine. Fine, fine. Last question. When I go out with my friends, I usually pay the bill because I'm trying to rack up those credit card points, baby. I threw in the baby. That was not part of the question. You threw a baby? I threw a baby. So I'll throw my debit card down and ask everyone to pay me back later. Sometimes we'll even share Lyft rides home. But a few people in the group often don't pay me back right away. I don't think it's like malicious. I think they just truly forget. Is it weird to send them a reminder? No. No, it's not weird. It's not. It's a courtesy, honestly. It's very polite of you. And I know you may feel weird about doing it, but uh, man, I cannot tell you how much I personally appreciate reminders like this. It doesn't offend me at all. I feel so relieved. My friends are like, hey, you still owe me $5. And I'm like, oh my God, I totally do. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Uh, And especially if this is something that regularly happens, like if you go out with the same group of people like a couple of times a week, they might just like get all that mixed up, especially if you are going out like drinking. Man. Yeah. I, uh. I do bar trivia with my with my crew like every week and I usually have lots of wine and this same scenario happens. So the way that it's and I'll just like like I'll just like my friends be looking at the bill and I'll be like, I don't like numbers. I'm I'm not paying attention. But I'll be like, can you Venmo request me how much I owe you? Because there's a little trick on Venmo where you can ask someone for money, which is why I like have you used used it before. Like, hey, give me four dollars and 20 cents. Ha ha. It's a funny joke that I could do. I always. uh I always on Venmo, I'll send, like, if it's somebody, I owe somebody five bucks, I'll give them 520 and then I'll make a comment that says, blaze it. <laughs> <laughs> one time, I know I'm talking about my partner a lot on this show, but this is actually a relevant one. Uh, one time we were at a concert and uh, it's actually a Jimmy World Incubus concert last summer. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go see them in a couple weeks. I'm so excited. Jimmy, not Incubus. Not Incubus. Yeah, I know, right? And I forgot my ID, so I couldn't get any alcohol. Mm. And I noticed that as like the concert was starting, like the opening band or maybe Jimmy World was about to start. And I was like, will you please go get me a wine? And he was annoyed that I waited until that moment <laughs> to ask him. And understandably so. So um, I, I was like, here, let me pay for it. And he's like, no, I got it. He like went to go pay for it. So then I Venmoed him extra money that said, sorry for annoying you. And then he Venmoed me back and said, it's okay. And then I Venmoed him again and said, no, I'm really sorry. And then he kept it. 
That's really beautiful. That's a beautiful. My brother uh, sends me one cent on Venmo every now and again with the label that just says you smell. Oh, loves me. Siblings are great. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have any actionable advice, Jen, for this asker? No. No. Oh, well, unfortunately. Uh, I, I know you do. I'm looking at it though. It's I feel like a, I'm talking a lot. Well, I talk a lot too. Sometimes it's sometimes it's a Jen episode. Sometimes it's a Trin episode. And uh, the, 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 never use those words. Those aren't actually good portmanteaus. Uh, but could you please give your yes? Advice? I will. Fine. <laughs> like use Venmo and use it right away. Um, and a text or an email to the group is fine too. Like, hey, here's what everyone owes me. This is probably a scenario where people are just being humans, people that are forgetful and not people being assholes. But you have you have like noticed a pattern, I think, like if it's the same people and you have to remind them a lot, then I think it's time to stop footing the bill. Yeah. Like those credit card points aren't worth it if you don't end up being able to pay them the credit card back. Friendship points? credit card points <laughs> and That's if it's more like important right and if it's becoming like uh, and it doesn't sound like it is uh but if it's becoming something of a wedge like somebody else can pick up the bill um but you are helping your friends by reminding them i yeah. think that that's the yeah 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 you know. um and sometimes i'll just screen cap the receipt on my phone or like i'll take a picture of their receipt on my phone and then i'll like email it or like text it out to everybody so they know exactly how much they owe me oh i love that that's yeah. so helpful too cuz then you don't have to do math yeah. Do the math yourself. <laughs> like, uh, it's not helpful if you pick up, like, Chinese food for your whole group and just be like, oh, hey, it was $60. Like, what the? What are they yeah, going to do with that information? Yeah, that actually is not helpful. No. I mean, that was it, I think. Yeah, right? I think we're good. Did we nail it? Do we nail the shit out of I it? I mean, we always do, Jen, without fail. <laughs> True that. Uh, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can totally do that at Do Friendship. If you would like to buy our stuff at thefriendshippingstore.com, it's available for you to buy. Thank you to Josh and or Ian, whoever edits this episode. Thank you to Lauren, uh, who's in Japan, uh, for our design. Thank you to Alex, the pod father. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our theme song. I always feel like I'm forgetting one person in my list. I don't think you are that time. Thank you to Jen. And oh. how nice you look in this dress. It's a very good color on thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, audience. For listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the pro.